Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Caressa starts our new Advent series, Journey to the Manger, with a sermon about Isaiah. The scripture comes from Isaiah 7, 10 through 15, and Isaiah 11, 1 through 10, read by Mark Ewing and Dee Dee Atwood. Our scripture this morning is from the 7th and the 11th chapters of Isaiah. Later, the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign of confirmation, Ahaz. Make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead. But the king refused. No, he said, I will not test the Lord like that. Then Isaiah said, listen well, you royal family of David. Isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? Must you also exhaust the patience of my God as well? All right, then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. By the time this child is old enough to choose what is right and reject what is wrong, he will be eating yogurt and honey. Our second scripture reading also comes from the book of Isaiah. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord, He will not judge by appearance, nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word, and one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion, and a little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear, the cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hand in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. In that day, the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. Well, friends, one of the things that I love about this time of year are the lights. Colorful strands of Christmas lights strung around light poles, adorning our houses and decorating our trees. And even the downtown streets of Castle Rock look like a Hallmark movie 
with their wreaths and ribbons and bows and the trees glistening with all the lights. And atop our city's landmark is a star that shines for miles. We have a tradition in our family to go look at Christmas lights. Maybe you do too. Some do it the first thing as soon as Christmas season comes around. And then some of us wait until the very last minute about Christmas Eve where we can see everything just beautiful in lights. Well, and some people, and every house is different, but some people, like this one, they use very simple white iridescent lights or icicles. While others have enough lights, it could be a landing strip. No, that's not my house, I promise. <laughs> but there's just something about the lights twinkling in the darkness of our long nights this time of year. There's something about the lights that make us feel like Christmas, like something special is about to happen, like someone special is coming. And no, it's not Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus is coming, sorry. Somebody's like, aw. No, Santa Claus is coming, I promise. <laughs> All right, you got me, sorry. Yes, yeah, Santa Claus is coming, and that's very, very important. But even someone even more special is coming this time of year. We are awaiting that birth of Jesus. And that the lights, they signify something deeper, something more meaningful is about to happen. And it makes us anticipate it helps us be eager. It helps us think about that light of the world that's coming into our lives once again as a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. This morning we began the season of Advent and the journey to the manger by singing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and lighting the candle of hope. Well, that word, Emmanuel, means God with us. And so we sing just as the choir so beautifully sang, Oh, come, oh, come, God, be with us. We light a candle because it reminds us that the darkness will not overcome and that the Christ shines a light of hope into any and all of our circumstances, no matter how dark they may be. Well, this song of O Come, O Come, God Be With Us would be a cry for help that the people of God would sing during the time of Isaiah. For the people were walking in deep darkness, living in destruction, and so they yearned, they yearned for a voice, a sign of hope into their situation. Today we begin our journey to the manger with the prophets of old showing us the way to Bethlehem. And during this time of year, more so than any other time of year, we often hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah announcing the birth of a child, announcing the light to come in the darkness, announcing the hope of Emmanuel. So friends, today we are going to step back in time so that we can fully grasp these signs that come through the words of Isaiah and see how they may be speaking to us in our moment in time. Well, the book of Isaiah reveals a time of war, a time of threat, a time of destruction for God's people in Judah. 
At this time in history, the nation of Israel had split into the northern and southern kingdoms, to Israel to the north and Judah to the south, and King Ahaz was the king of that southern portion. And he was feeling the military and political and even religious threats from all sides. You see, the kings of Israel to the north and even Syria to the north were they had formed an alliance, and they wanted, they wanted King Ahaz to come along and to form that alliance with them so that they could go and battle the big bad Assyrians. So King Ahaz finds himself frantic, not knowing what to do. Well, Isaiah was a prophet at that time, a messenger of God, and an advisor to the king. And so in chapter 7, Isaiah brings a word from God to this King Ahaz. Do not join the fight. Ahaz, God wants you to stand firm. Be patient and trust that God is with you. How many of us need to hear those words? Stand firm. Be patient. I think I could hear that about 20 times. And trust that God is with you. You see, God is going to give you a sign, Ahaz. A sign, a sign of a young woman with a child. And by the time this child is born and weaned off and eating regular food, this whole disaster, this angst between uh, Syria and Israel and you, it's all going to fade away. For you see, this child is going to be named Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so through Isaiah, God tried to reassure Ahaz that God is with you, that there is hope. Just stand firm, be patient, trust in God, and God is going to send you a sign of hope. God is going to give you a vision of the future, God's miracle of new beginnings, of new life, of stability, of protection, of new life. It's going to be evident in a newborn child. Now, do you think King Ahaz listened to God through Isaiah? No, unfortunately. King Ahaz was unwilling to trust in God's presence and protection. So he did form that alliance with the big bad Assyrians, thinking it would save him, but he just became a pawn in that military game. And so by chapter 8, Judah is stripped of war and famine. It makes me think of the images that I see on the news of the war in Ukraine and in other countries that are just stripped away and there's just rubble and ash and destruction. People had lost their homes and their freedom. Families were split apart. Crops were ruined and God just seemed distant and silent and the people desperately yearned for a word of assurance, a glimpse of hope amid their despair. And so it's into this desperate situation that the prophet Isaiah once again brings a word of God. But this time it's not directed just to King Ahaz, it's directed to all of the people. And Isaiah says, listen, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. For you, the people who have walked in darkness, will see a great light. For those who are living in this deep darkness, a light of hope is going to shine into your world. For a child is born and a son is given to us, 
and the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, Isaiah, God through Isaiah, wanted the people to be reassured that yes, God was still with them. They may not be able to see it. They may not be able to feel it. They may not even be able to hear it. But that God would bring the promise of a child who would bring light and hope to this suffering people. O come, O come, Emmanuel, God be with us would be the song that the people sang. And God was with them through their turmoil, through their heartache, through their darkness. You see, this new child would be a sign a sign of God's power and presence. And this light would be a sign of hope to a wearied and worried people. Sometimes I think we need a sign. Have you ever prayed, God, I just need a sign? I know I have. Lord, please, please show me a sign. We look for all types of signs. We see a shooting star, and it's a sign of good luck. We see a full moon, and if you're a parent or teacher, you know that it's a sign that the kids are going to be unruly that evening. (laughs) We're running late to work, and we hit every red light, and maybe, just maybe, that's a sign that you need to slow down. Sometimes it takes a sign to convince us. For the main character in the, wonderful, in, in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, it took an angel to convince him of its worth. For the Dickens Scrooge, it took a vivid nightmare of three ghosts. And for the characters of the Peanuts Christmas special, it took Linus retelling the story of Jesus' birth to be a sign that they need to focus and that all that other stuff did not matter. Sometimes we feel the need for a sign. There are times when we are uncertain of what the future holds. Times when we are living in the chaos of financial struggles, the crisis of a diagnosis, the commotion of stress and anxiety, wondering if things will get better. Times when we experience the darkness of despair, even the death of a loved one. And there are times, if we're honest, when God seems distant and silent. And it's in those times, or maybe that's you right now, that we look for a sign. A sign of relief, a sign to give us direction, a sign of hope. The prophet Isaiah continued to use signs to speak hope into the hearts of the people. And this time, in chapter 11, Isaiah uses the image of a green plant shoot springing forth from a dead stump. And even though the Assyrians had conquered Judah and the people were surrounded by ash and toppled trees, God was still with them. And Isaiah wanted the people to be reassured that Emmanuel, God, was still with them, working in and through the situation to bring new life and a new way forward. And so as we heard earlier, out of a stump of David's family, a shoot will grow, a new branch springing forth with fruit, and a spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, of counsel and might, a spirit of the knowledge of God. 
And this child, this child that Isaiah foretold would reorder life and bring new possibilities in powerful and peaceful ways. I mean, just imagine in the day that the wolf and the lamb will lie down together, the leopard will lie with the baby goat. I mean, think about peace, harmony, no threat, no war, no violence. And a little child shall lead them. Isaiah believed that the chaos and sin of the world would be resolved through the birth of a child. Now some wonder if Isaiah had Jesus in mind when he spoke these words back in 800 BC in chapter 7, 9, and 11. Maybe. Maybe Isaiah did. Maybe God was speaking through Isaiah to foretell what would happen hundreds of years later. The child Isaiah foretold was probably Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, who did bring reform and new life to Judah, who helped restore the people's lives. But hundreds of years later, these words would resonate in the hearts and on the scrolls of the New Testament writers as they tried to articulate the significance of Jesus Christ. The living word found in scripture, my friends, speaks anew to each and every generation. And this living word would reveal what was going to take place in Bethlehem. And on that silent night, under the star so bright, when the world wasn't looking, the prophet's vision became flesh, wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. We believe and we know that this Christ child would bring the light of hope to a weary and worried people. And that this light of hope still brings that to us. This Christ would be the light of the world, shining new possibilities into our darkness and despair. This Christ child would be a wonderful counselor to instruct us. A sign of God's mighty power and presence. An everlasting father to watch over and care for us and a prince of peace to show us what a peaceable kingdom looks like. This Christ child was and is an infant-sized promise that God is with us. Emmanuel. So friends, as we see the lights and we hear the sounds of this Christmas season, I wonder where and how you need God with us to shine light into your darkness. I wonder how this Christ child will be a sign of hope for you. And as we journey to the manger, may this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, resonate in our hearts and speak to our lives. O God, O God. O come, O come, God be with us. O come, dear child of Mary, come. God's word made flesh within our earthly home. Love stir within the womb of night. Revenge and hatred put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice. Take heart and do not fear. God's chosen one, Emmanuel, draws near to you. Let us pray.
God is in those times when we are distraught and feel alone that you come to us. So God, as we go throughout this Christmas season, may we be reminded that you indeed are with us. That you speak to us in ways and in signs. You are the light of hope for us in this world. And so God, every time that we look at the lights or we hear the songs of the season, may it remind us of Emmanuel that God is with us. And may it speak to us and bring hope into our lives for the light of the world comes once again to bring peace, joy, love, and grace. So we may be attuned to how and where you are with us and speaking to us this day and always. Amen. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.